Hello, my friends. Brett Patterson coming at you from the financial capital of the West. The coronavirus infested great state of Utah. Joined with my friend, Brian Hunsaker today. How are we doing, Brian? Doing great. It's a beautiful day today. It is a beautiful day. The sun's shining. The baseball bats are cracking. Right around the corner, the American pastime is going to be played. You're excited about yeah, that. Yeah, I'm excited about that. But you know what I'm more excited about? What's this that? might surprise our listeners. I'm excited about this market, Brian. Yeah. And here's why. Warren Buffett has a quote, uh, and he said this. He says, it is wise to be fearful when others are greedy and greedy when others are fearful. One of the most quoted quotes or sayings that Warren Buffett has. What does that mean to be fearful when others are greedy and greedy when others are fearful? Yeah, he's talking about the stock market, obviously. And when investors are afraid and selling stocks, he says that's when you want to step up to the plate and buy. And the reason why is because stocks are cheaper when people are fearful. Uh, and it, when people sell stocks, that drives the stock prices down. And, re, and you're able to buy good businesses at pretty good prices, at really good prices. That's when deals are to be had. Yep. So right now, we've got a market that closed yesterday just shy of 20%. We have two measurements for fear that I like to follow. One is just on CNN.com. It's called the Fear and Greed Index, and it's a scale from 0 to 100, 0 being so scared you're going to die, and 100 being so happy you're going to, I don't know, live forever? Mm -hmm. I have no idea. But yesterday, we recorded a 5 on that index. Extreme fear is what it says. The VIX which is a measurement of fear and greed in the markets, it's a volatility index, hit 62.12, which was the highest that it's been since 2008, which is a lot of fear. So Has it been that near that high over the last 10 years? No, no. Crazy. It was when... Even, even in March or uh, December of 18. It, it didn't get up that high. Wow. Which... Yeah, December 18, which we can talk about. But what we do know now, right now, is that if we're following Warren Buffett's quote and his advice, we need to be greedy. Mm-hmm. But it's so hard. And our clients, Brian, have been terrific. Uh, for the most part, they understand this and they've been sending more cash for us to put to work. And it, it's, it's great. But we've had... We've had a few questions as it relates to the fear that's in the market. And they're very, very good questions. And one of the questions that we've had is, hey, why don't I just go to cash? And once the dust settles on this coronavirus, I'll get back in. Very, It's a legitimate question. How do you respond to somebody with that type of question, Brian? When the dust settles, I'm going to get back in. I think it's a rational thought. I mean, <laughs> it really is. I mean, you think about, hey, if you know, if you if you knew that the market was going to go down tomorrow and you could sell today and buy back in and you knew that was going to be the bottom and you could buy back the next day, great. You know, you probably should do it. But my 
feeling and belief is that you don't know. Nobody knows what the market's going to do tomorrow. Um, so you don't know when the dust is going to settle. We don't know when the dust is going to settle. Absolutely. We don't. Um, in 2009, the headlines in 2009 were terrible. Which 2009 was the worst market since the Great Depression. It's commonly referred to as the Great Recession. Yeah. March 2009. That was the, that was the low. And uh, I just Googled a Wall Street Journal uh, headline uh, on March 9th, 2009. That was the low of the Dow. And it says Dow 5,000. At the time, the Dow was around 6,000. I think, I think it hit 6,666. 666. Yeah, wasn't that it? <laughs> yes. Yeah. 6,666 is, is what it hit on March 9th. But there's a headline here on, in the Wall Street Journal. It says, Dow 5,000, question mark. There's a case for it. And then it says, just how low can stocks go? And it talked about, despite Friday's small gain, the Dow Jones Industrial Average marked its fourth consecutive weeks week of losses as it tumbled through the 7,000-point mark and spiraled to 12-year lows. And now the S&P 500 index is trading below 700 for the first time since 1966. And then they go on and talk about how earnings estimates are being uh, ratcheted down and the, the, quick, the quick economic fix is fading. And this was the low. And So the headline on March 9th, which was the low of the market, is scary. Right. It was very scary. And anybody that was buying on March 9th, what were they thinking? <laughs> I mean, based on this they headline. They weren't letting the dust settle. Right. They weren't letting the dust settle. Huh. Um, it's, it's, if not impossible, it's really hard, if not impossible, to predict the bottom of a market. You, what, what I think investors should do and focus on is buying great businesses that you know are going to be around three, five, and ten years into the future. And if you can buy those businesses on sale at better prices than what you could have maybe a month ago or two months ago in, in, in 2009. In that case, it was like over the last several years, it was the cheapest price they'd seen for in years. Yeah. That makes sense. You're getting, it's like buy. I've said this before, you're buying your groceries and stocks when they're on sale. We think that makes sense. So on March 9th, 2009, the dust settled. No one knew it did. No. I mean, we didn't but know. But that's it. when it did. But we didn't know it on March But you 10th. never know because you never know. We didn't know it on March 11th. What did the market do after that? The next three three months or so. So remember, March 9th, I read this headline. And then the next three months, the market climbed 41% over the next three months from that March 9th low. So those people truly waiting for the dust to settle which in my mind is good economic reports, you know, good news for once, you know, whatever else they're looking for, missed out on the next three months of 41% climb. Right, and yeah, 41%, I mean, and, that's significant. And many of those people, I mean, you and I know them, many of those people, unfortunately, didn't just stay in cash for three months. Oh, no. I think many of those people probably a year later were still in cash. Or year very, or years later. Right. Very little money back in the market. Yeah. So scarred by, by that, you know, that event. 
So a legitimate question uh, from clients, is, you know, from other people that, that we know is, hey, I'm going to wait for things to get better. Well, that's really not an investable idea or an investable. It's not, it's not an approach that you would want to follow. Right. Because you never know when it's going to settle. Here's, here's some interesting statistics to back you up on that, Brian. Since 1950... Okay, so 1950 to, to 2019, and this doesn't include the 2020, but this is, you know, 50 to 2019. 15 of the top 20 days in the markets happened during bear markets. Does that make sense? So yeah. 15 of the top, top days as far as performance, very good days. 15 of the top 20 occurred when the market was going down and had a reflux and it went back up. Now, here's the interesting thing. If we were to wait for the dust to settle, so to speak, and we pull out, and let's say we miss 10 of those top 20 days. We only miss 10. Our performance from 1950, if we invest $1,000, we're making $92,852. Annualized, that's 6.7%. And that's from 1950. Through 2019. 2019, okay. Your $1,000 becomes 92000 and your annualized return 6.7%. Not bad. Waiting for the dust to settle. Right. Eh, that's yeah. good. Yeah. However, if you stay invested and you're owning those good businesses or buying those good businesses or doing whatever it is that the, the, the smart approach, mm-hmm. your $1,000, think about this. $1,000 becomes 192000 You make 100000 more dollars simply by staying invested. That's crazy. Your annualized return goes to 7.8%. Think if that was $10,000 or $50,000 or $100,000. We're talking... 1000 bucks. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> that's crazy. Right. So it's not, you know, as nice as, as it is... To say, you know, I'm going to wait and I'm going to try to sell at the top and buy at the bottom and, you know, and wait for the dust to settle, you know, whatever it is, it, it's it's not the best approach for people, would you say? I think it's the wrong, it's the wrong attitude, the wrong thought press, thought process when you're thinking about owning stocks. You want to think, when you buy a stock, you want to think, I own the business. Now, I know we only own a small portion of that business, but whether it's one share or 100 shares or 20% of the company, you own a business. And if you own that business outright, 100%, and it was your own business that you started, and somebody told you tomorrow that, you know, I'm going to offer you 20% less than what it was worth the day before or that day, would you take his? Would you take his offer and say, "Oh yeah, I'll sell it to you tomorrow for twenty percent, twenty percent less"? Easy? No, no, you never would. But no. for some reason, when it comes to stocks, and it's so easy to trade, it's so easy to get in and out that it's it seems like it's because of headlines like that, right? But down to five thousand. But if I could, if we could print a ten year, ten years from on March 9th, two thousand nineteen, <laughs> ten years in the future, and say Dow. You know, what was the Dow, you know, I mean, it was up 
how many fold over that over the next ten years? If we could print that out, you'd say oh, I never would sell. I'm, no. never, I'm not going to sell because I know that over know. time, the next ten years, I'm going to make a lot of money owning these good businesses. That's no. that's the key. Own great businesses over a long period of time. Quit trying to time the market. Get in and out of the markets. Time in the market, not timing the market. Yeah. So along those lines, and and look, it's it's normal for people to have fear and to feel anxiety. And when you open your statement, you're thinking, what in the world? It's it's down 20%. But the key is, and, and this leads into the next topic, which is what should people do? Uh, number one, focus on the longer term. For most people, you're invested for 5, 10, 15, 20 years. You have a plan in place. If you don't have a plan, we've got great financial planners. we got to get you a plan. But you've got to focus on the plan and not let six months destroy that plan because you act in the wrong way because of your emotions. I hope I'm saying that correctly. Yeah, yeah, perfectly. Um, what else should people do right now in the market? So interest rates today are at all-time lows. Never been, never been lower. And uh, if you have a mortgage, it might be a good time to refinance. Yeah. Uh, you know, you can get a, a low mortgage rate right now and save you probably over a, you know, over a 20-year period, you save thousands and thousands of dollars. That's one thing. The other thing I would do, we've had a lot of clients, uh, and we have, the, we have the greatest, the best clients, um, but we've had a lot of clients say, hey, Let's. Uh, what's on sale? Let's buy. You know, let's buy some more. I got. I got some money in my savings account. I'd like to buy. And we've had clients send us money over the last couple of weeks, and we've been able to buy great businesses at much better prices today. So if so, if somebody has spare cash and they don't need that cash in the next two years, I'd say next two to three years. Then yeah, let's put it to work. Right. Yep. And we and we don't and we also need to say that we don't know if. This is the bottom. If today's the bottom, or or yesterday was, or if the bottom it will happen next week, we don't know. Or in months, yeah. or in months. But we do know. We do feel pretty confident, or I feel pretty confident, looking out three, five, and ten years that we'll look back and say this was a good time to invest in great businesses at pretty good prices. These are prices that make sense to me. Um, I'm more excited today in putting money to work today than I was a month or two ago uh, because prices are more attractive today. You know, you know what the interesting thing is, and, and we manage money a little bit differently than a lot of advisors who on day one you're invested overnight. So we're value investors. We're going to, to buy stocks that are on sale. Yeah. And for the last six months maybe, mm-hmm. it's been really hard to find good attractive businesses or I should say good businesses at attractive prices. Right. So we've held on to a lot of cash. Now's the time to put it to work. We've we've had no problem finding good businesses. It's the prices that we've haven't been super excited about. Most of the companies that that we follow that are in our what we call our our portfolio um, have been trading at or above what we think they're worth. And, but today, we and the last few weeks, we've had a bunch of companies come into our buy range, and we have been putting money to work the last few weeks. And again, we don't know that today's the bottom, 
But we think three and five years from now, ten years from now, this will look like a pretty good. Exactly. What else should people do? So one of the things that people could think about is your 401k and revisit that. See if you have a lot of, if you have investments in short-term bonds, cash, you might want to consider putting that money into a stock or equity fund if you're long, if you have a long time horizon. Uh, so you might want to think about that. We're not giving you, you know, this is not a recommendation to buy or sell, but that might be something you might want to consider. Consider it, yeah. Uh, especially with prices down low today, stocks look a lot better than they did a, a month or two ago. And bonds have been out of control. And bond prices have gone up. So really, if you, to, to if you were to if you were to sell some uh, sell bonds, and that's like you're selling high. I mean, now will they go higher? They may, but they can only go so much higher. Crazy. Yeah. I mean, bonds are look very expensive. So consider the rotation of bonds to stocks. Right. Consider bonds. that. Yeah. I, I personally would. I would definitely do that. Yep. Um, this might be something with it. If you have money in your 401k sitting in cash, you might want to consider putting that in, in the market. And along those lines with cash, if if they have IRAs or Roths or 529s or anything else that they fund regularly and you have the spare cash to fund them now, great, great time to do so. Yeah. Right? So all of this is not personalized advice, but thoughts and considerations as to what you can do. Right. To take advantage of what Warren Buffett says, which is being greedy when others are fearful. And fearful when others are greedy. <laughs> Amen, brother. Yep. We hope, folks, we, we, we realize that there's a lot of fear out there. We hope this content helps you feel a little bit better. Uh, just know that if there's any questions, comments, concerns that you have, feel free to reach out to us. We're more than happy to have a discussion with you and to talk about the market and potentially what you should do. Also, our great financial planners, Spencer and Matthew, would love to sit down with you and Get a concrete plan if you don't have one already. Well said. With that, my friends, enjoy the springtime and the baseball that's coming up here pretty You're quick. You're excited about yeah, baseball. Did baseball be- just get over? Hey, shut up. <laughs> get out of here. All right, my friends. Till next week. Bye. This is a purely public broadcast and is not intended to be personalized financial advice for any individual's specific situation. Each individual's financial situation is unique, and the topics discussed on this broadcast should not be relied upon and or considered as personalized advice. Specific financial securities discussed are not intended to address any listener's particular financial situation and should not be considered recommendations. This is for educational purposes only. For more information, please contact Iron Gate Global Advisors at info at or by calling 888-591-0334.